like. Ah, I love that song. Can I just say that? I was so much older then, I'm younger than that now. Probably one of the greatest lyrics ever written. Incredibly profound. Yeah, that is, uh, of course, the inimitable My Back Pages by the inimitable Bob Dylan as interpreted by the inimitable Ramones, folks. That's right. That's right. Great version of that song, which I've always loved, because it, it combines the lyrical brilliance and poetry of uh, Bob Dylan with the ferocious <laughs> driving uh, rock and roll uh, sensibility of the Ramones. And that song has always been one of my favorites. It's a very profound song that... A lot of people may not recognize uh, that they've heard a million times and, and maybe not listen to all of the lyrics and how, how applicable that uh, song's message is to our uh, current state of affairs in the world, where you have everyone thinking they know everything and yelling at each other, and there's a tremendous arrogance on all sides. But if you listen to that song sometime, I invite you to listen to some of the incredible poetic beauty of that song, which is communicating a... A sort of recognition on, on Bob Dylan's part that some of his more judgmental attitudes, which we all have in our younger days, begin to be seen in a different light as we get older. And the paradox is that you actually become more wise by recognizing that you don't have all the answers and the way you were interpreting the world is a bit, oh, a judgmental, maybe? A little arrogant? A little condescending? Maybe? <clears throat> yes, in a soldier's stance, I aimed my hand at the mongrel dogs who teach, fearing not that I become my enemy in the instant that I preach. You hear that? That's such a unbelievable. I just, I get emotional just hearing that. That's so perfect for today. Because when you preach, you become your enemy. When you try to convince other people, yeah, kind of like what I'm doing right now, <laughs> you know what I mean. With that kind of vitriol, you only become what you hate and become what you're railing against. And uh, Dylan recognized that. The lyrics in that song, oof. Now, that should be all of our uh, desires uh, to take the wisdom of adulthood and see it in the innocence of uh, childhood. And that's what that song is about. I love that song. And uh, I think that that's what this show is going to be about. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way. The show, yeah. Who am I? What is this? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Hello, everyone. With that little uh, musical intro, I guess I should uh, take some time to introduce the show now. So, uh, welcome. Hello, everyone. Greetings. Felicitations. Welcome. Turn up your uh, radios or uh, your phones or your iMacs or whatever you're listening to this on. You have tuned in, luckily enough for you. To the maiden voyage, the pilot episode, the initial launch of the uh, Enlightened Comic Podcast, where we will be taking on the big issues, challenging conventional wisdom, tipping over sacred cows, and mouthing lots of cliches. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this show is going to be about. Because I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know if you've looked around. It seems like the entire planet has gone completely nuts. That's that's all it is. That's what I'm seeing. I look around. I don't I don't align with what's going on. Everyone is completely nuts on all sides of the political aisle. And no, no, I'm not uh, buying into both siderism by saying that. I, I believe that uh, that there is a, a unified field theory of of nuttiness going on, and uh, everyone uh, except me is a part of it. I, and I guess you, because you're listening to the show. So congratulations uh, for peeking your head out of the muck and uh, 
searching for something better. I applaud your choice. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Brian Scott McFadden, a comedian, actor, comedian, raconteur, visionary, poet. I don't know. It's starting to sound like a Springsteen song. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great to uh, be with you, uh, talking to you. I'm broadcasting from my underground, fortified, steel, uh, reinforced, soundproof, COVID-proof bunker on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, bringing you truth, justice, and uh, and some inane rambling, um, hopefully. Uh, we might have some audio issues here on this episode, just uh, uneven audio, just uh, just working the kinks out, folks, working the kinks out. So what do we what what what's up? There are, so first of all, let me get this out of the way. Um, why why am I doing this podcast? I, I'm and basically what I can say is that the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I heard that no one was uh was doing podcasting. That it's that it's a, a a relatively untapped market. Not many people have gotten into it, and I, I like to get it on the ground floor of things. So I decided to jump in feet first, bef- and beat the rush, as they say. Yeah, I heard that guys like Joe Rogan and Mark Marin were thinking of getting into this field because it's such a new medium, and I want to get in before them. What was that? Oh, they, ha- they have podcasts already? How are they doing? Are they doing well? At Figures, they, they probably heard that I was going to get in. They jumped in, right? Is that, that, that how it works? Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, I think I'm the last American living who, uh, who's jumping into the podcasting game. I think my next-door neighbor... And my doorman, they both have podcasts, and they don't—they don't even listen to them. They're like they have no listeners, and and they've gotten like seventy episodes. I think it's legally—I think you're legally required to get one now. If you're—if you—if you're a functioning sentient being, if you're carbon-based life form, you're—you need to have a podcast now, or you're—or you're nothing and nobody. I guess that's the general consensus out there. So I figured, what the hell? Why not? I got nothing else to do. It's—we're uh, all confined to quarters under house arrest with ankle bracelets to track our movements at all times. And um, uh, before I begin, also, I just want to say that if you're easily offended or you're sensitive or you you don't like uh, certain things and you're one of those people that, like, gets triggered easily, um, I I just want to say, please turn this show off right now. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this is not for you. Uh, Go watch a cat video. Or something. Seriously, this is this is not an area that this show is is totally not in your wheelhouse. It's not a something that will probably appeal to you if you ascribe to traditional orthodoxy, either elite opinion or a, a specific rigid perspective, and have no interest in like hearing anything outside of that. Uh, that bubble, fine, that's great. Just turn the show, hit the off. I'm serious. I'm gonna wait for all of you people out there that wanna. That, that fit into this category, I want you to take turn the show. You're not allowed to listen. You're banned from listening to the show. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't want that that energy on this. So please turn it off. You've been warned. And if you stay, then that's on you. Can I just... <laughs> that's on you. If you're sticking around, I warned you. I told you this is probably not for you. So get off. the Get out now. Run. Flee. Go, you know... Just watch fluffy kittens or go look stare at memes, okay, that that confirm your already congealed perspectives because that's not the kind of show or thing that I'm interested in and I want to traffic in. So, I, uh, yeah, because I never understand this whole thing. It's like I, I heard a, there, I went on the internet and I found a old podcast of something that upsets me and I'm going to repost it so it'll upset you. It's like, okay, well, why do you re- really? I don't. 
you didn't even know about it and no one else was offended by it because it wasn't intended for them and they didn't hear it. But you're just going to repost it so other people can hear it and get offended by it so they, they can share your misery. Is that what this world has come to? There was something that got no traction and so I'm going to post it on the internet so other people can get upset as I am with my, because I have nothing else to do. Whatever. All right. Anyway, so let's uh, let's take a 10 second uh, t- time out now. So we're going to take a 10 second moment of silence so that we can let those people leave. Is that cool? All right. Here we go. Go. OK, so the rest of the people that are still here, congratulations. You're the courageous ones. You're obviously uh, people seeking uh, truth, knowledge and uh, personal growth. And you have the capacity to hold two contradictory viewpoints uh, simultaneously and look at them. Uh, with a loving presence and a compassionate, empathetic, and accepting eye or ear, whatever. Anyway, uh, does that make any sense? That what, what do I hope from this show? Like that it, it combines the, um, you know, the insight and wisdom of like Krishnamurti and, uh, and Einstein with the breathtaking stupidity of like a Jerry Lewis movie. That's my goal. <laughs> That's that to me would be I would be hitting it out of the park if I ever accomplished that because. Uh, I know Jerry Lewis probably wouldn't work on on a podcast. I don't lady with the blade with the holding of the breaking with the doing a podcast. Welcome to the pod. Lay lady, flabin. Anyway, um, so what's going to be the focus of this thing? I don't know. We're going to talk about comedy. We're going to talk about show business. We're going to talk about the media, sex, relationships, sociology, psychology. I was a psych major, so I always bring a little bit of that to any issue I discuss. Um, current events pandemic obviously it's all grist for the mill politics i I know people are like oh no politics you're gonna wade into that yeah i know whatever it's really not it's it's impossible not to though because on a daily basis what we're witnessing all around us there's always a story there's always a a a crazy uh, new thing that's going on much of it trump related i guess uh my thoughts on trump right up front well let's get that out of the way my, my uh, thoughts on Trump are simple. I think a person we appoint to be in charge of the nuclear codes should be someone who is willing to rise above pettiness, vindictiveness, and, uh, you know, resentment. Call our nation to embrace our highest selves and what is best within us and who makes decisions based on, you know, prudence, judgment, empathy, and, and humanity. And, uh, and if you think that describes Trump, um, you're viewing him through a different lens than me. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's basically that's basically it. That's pretty much encapsulates what what my thoughts are on the on the Donald. And people say, well, why do you make jokes about Trump? You know, it's like you can't help it. The guy's a, a just churning out material all the time. You can't. As a comedian, your job is to like make. I never understand why people go well, you put down. And and people say that oh, this, the left wing is snowflakes. But I've never, when I've been in a club and you make a joke about Trump and you can feel the chill from the Trump supporters, they get so offended. It's so funny to me. I was like, wait, you guys are the, you guys are the pro-free speech calling everyone snowflakes who gets offended. And then you say one thing about Trump and then online especially, people are just like, oh, you got Trump derangement syndrome. Why do you say anything bad? It's like, lighten up. All right, you candy ass. All right, what's wrong with you? I'm a comedian. That's my job. I see that as my sacred responsibility. But I also don't want to just say, well, Trump's a moron. You know, that's <laughs> that's like hack. Everybody, you see comedians do that. And that's not, that's not, that doesn't add anything to the discussion that the guy's like stupid. 
it was really funny about that is there was a book years ago called emotion i think it was called emotional intelligence and it was embraced by people. A lot of people on the left bought the book, including me. And the book was all about how that we, you know, we value a certain kind of intelligence, but there's a lot of other kinds of intelligence that, uh, that people have. And you know this, because some people are just dopey about certain things, but then they're geniuses in other areas. And, and Trump has a, uh, is inarticulate about things, but he's not like some drooling moron that they, oh, he's a complete moron because he doesn't, he doesn't speak well. You know, there's a lot of, Politicians don't speak well. Trump has just been the first game show host that got elevated to that level and speaks ex- extemporaneously in the at the level that you would expect a game show host to uh, to. <laughs> I wonder why they didn't like if we're gonna uh, we we're gonna elect a game show host. Why not like Alex Trebek or somebody like that? At least it would he would be you know quick with the facts or something. But whatever. Uh, but Trump's not like the, this complete idiot that everyone says he is. It's dangerous for people who want to actually defeat him to think of him that way and dismiss him that way because there's a certain emotional Machiavellian craftiness that he uh, taps into in America. And you can say, well, it's just racism or everything else, which is, you know, which is which has some truth in it, but it's excessively simplistic. He's a salesman and he personifies like, uh, here we go. Now I'm going to go off on a rant and alienate more people or attract more people. I'm not even sure. But Trump is like the embodiment of a certain aspect of the American character. Uh, The whole image-based, money is the only thing that matters, flash, uh, dishonesty to get you ahead. We we think we uh, we honor like integrity in this country, but if you ever watch movies, we love the guy who takes the shortcuts to things. You know, we always love the you know, Animal House characters that don't study in school and then cheat on the tests or get and then get an A anyway. You know, we don't really respect. That's the thing about America. There's a certain element of us that doesn't really adhere to the work ethic thing. We love the guys that are the corner cutters and get ahead anyway and. Trump is like that guy, you know, his mom, his daddy lent him all the money. And but Trump has a certain craftiness and a certain certain understanding of people's weaknesses that he kind of goes to that that aspect of their brains and 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 appeals to that aspect of them. So that's that's what makes him uh, effective at maintaining loyalty with the people around him. Like I, I look at Trump and I see different things that other people don't. Uh, talk about because people like go well who how did he get elected is, was it racism was it uh, tr- Russia it's like totally Russia right Russia got him. that's like silly it's so dumb do you know who elected you know, how Trump got elected the, it wasn't Putin it was uh, Mark Burnett the guy from The Apprentice that's that's who got Trump elected if, if you really want to look at it NBC got got that's why I laugh when people go MSNBC and the media they hate Trump they they're only they only dislike Trump because they elected Trump that they and they know it there's the what you're seeing is like massive guilt on the fact that that they completely saw him as this entertainment potential for big ratings and so they kind of elevated them and if, if people say, well, what, how did Trump, why did Trump get elected? It was The Apprentice. That's what got Trump elected. Really, totally. I'm not even, even going to waver on that. You think Russia had more influence on, <laughs> on Trump's image uh, than, the, than 15 years of NBC 
mainlining that guy into the American bloodstream and selling him as the apotheosis and the great, the sine qua non, is that a word, of, of American success and competence and mastery. The Apprentice, the guy, this is the guy with the gold toilets and look what he, look at these buildings he built with his own bare hands and, and he could teach you and you could learn at the feet of the master. You hear me, Gary Busey? And and Clay Aiken, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sell this guy as the ultimate wheeler dealer. What America's all about: success and fame and and women and 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 money and garishness and buying your own fleet of helicopters. Yeah, you this guy did this, and then he, they do that for 15 years. They they sell that. Look at he's so great that we're you're gonna compete to learn from him because he's the master. He's Yoda. He's 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 Mr. Miyagi. He is filled with wisdom and business and and he's so competent and knows everything and you'll learn from him on the apprentice and you'll have a chance and and then the guy gets like elected. He's a moron. He doesn't know anything. He's uh complete incompetent. He's his father gave him all the money. The media is just <laughs> totally they they made Trump. They they created this myth and and because it was financially good for them and then they just NBC just MSNBC is like Rachel Maddow, how do we, why do we elect this guy? Well, talk to your bosses at, at NBC. That They're the ones that really are behind the scenes. I mean, they, they, uh, he hosted SNL, didn't he? Like, he hosted SNL like twice, I think. One, and one of them was after the birther con- controversy. So it was like, he's a racist, he's a sexist, and tune in, he's hosting SNL this Saturday. <laughs> he was your lead guy. You gave him a show. Like, <laughs> I don't know. How do you... That's why the media can't really... Nothing that the media says about Trump really makes as much of a dent as it, as it, as it should. It's because they, they totally sold him, and now they're just taking it all back, and they look like silly and hypocrites, and then, well, he's a sexist, and like, well, didn't you know that? Didn't you have the Access Hollywood tape? They're, you're telling me there's no outtakes on that show of him talking about women? Like, that's all Trump did, like, on the Howard Stern show and everything else, is rating women. He was a... Uh, uh, he <laughs> missed universe pageant. I mean, this is not news about this guy. So, um, so when the media is like shooting spitballs at this monster that they created, it's just it it, it makes it difficult for them to uh, do any damage, and that's why. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk about Trump. That was just that was just a spontaneous kind of rant that I went on there. Hopefully, there was something in there that was intelligent. I don't even know if I should even put that out, but because uh, I don't really, I don't, I don't have this anger at Trump supporters that some people do. I can see why they thought for a moment that oh, you know, this guy doesn't have a track record. Uh, like these other politicians, maybe we'll roll the dice and go with them. What what uh, what bothers me is then saying, uh, he he's uh, we're sticking with him. We can't say we made a mistake. It's not even you don't even have to say you made a mistake. You rolled the dice, and you know, okay, uh, we took a shot. It was worth it. But the guy's obviously a bit unhinged, and he's really divisive character. Uh, he he's not. He's not representing all of America. That's what like really bothers me about Trump is that you're supposed to be the president of the United States, and and Trump is like as as other observers have made the point is is one of the it may be the first president uh, other than uh, ancient times in America who doesn't represent the entire nation. He's only represents the people who support him and everyone else can go screw themselves. Like that's an, like an amazing thing. It's, it doesn't get talked about nearly as much. Like really watching that, you're like, no, 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 you can't trash California and New York just because they didn't vote for you. 
you're the president of the United States. That's your job. So if you're not doing that, people in middle America should be like, that's wrong what you're doing, that they're our brother. You know, it's like when 9-11 happened, everyone was like, they attacked us. They attacked us. Remember, I live in New York and I lived through that. So everyone was like, oh, they attacked us. And now all of a sudden, New York's not, now when it's not convenient, it's like New York is not a part of America all of a sudden. So so if, uh, it, it, if it, <laughs> that always amazes me that, People are only on uh, the side of this thing when it's convenient, you know, and people still go to the 9-11 museum and they're like, oh, from other other states. And they come here to say, oh, they attacked us. No, you can't do it. If you don't think of New York is part of America, then you don't get to do that either. You don't get to pick and choose when you can co-opt uh, our state's, you know, local suffering for your, you know, narcissistic catharsis. Uh, is that right? Whatever. Oh, that was a that was a long, in, intriguing, uh, impassioned uh, rant that might give you a bit of a window into into my thought process. I'm not blind uh, what Trump represents and why he speaks to a, a certain segment of the population. I don't necessarily throw the word uh, racist at everybody who supports Trump. I think that's just, like I said, very simplistic. I think the Democrats and, uh, and the people on the other side of the political aisle have a lot to answer for, for why uh, they are responsible for creating the fertile ground that could possibly lead to someone like Trump coming to prominence. <laughs> and so uh, I'll be uh, taking on the uh, political left on, my ne on the next show. How's that for a teaser? Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, cancel culture and identity politics and, and the, uh, uh, the, the abandonment of the working class. Uh, we'll be exploring that dynamic uh, next. I'll bash liberals next time. How about that? How about that, guy? If there's any Trump fans listening, if they haven't turned off. <laughs> so uh, I hate the whole binary uh, thing in America, but... But yeah, there's a lot of blame and a lot of uh, criticism to go around, and I'm not just some dopey, ultra-left-wing Che Guevara, as everybody who criticizes Trump is portrayed on the, on, by, by the right. If you, if you question anything you, uh, Trump does, uh, you're a socialist evil uh, person who's, uh, yeah, whatever. That's just, that's just silly, too. Uh, but that's, uh, let's, let's just wrap it up there. And we're going to take on uh, stuff in the future. We're going to be uh, interviewing some comedians and writers, like I said, uh, some uh, thought leaders. And uh, I hate those uh, Internet hip terms, uh, thought leaders, influencers. We're going to get some people in here that are, you know, prominent people who are going to whatever. Uh, but I'm Brian Scott McFadden. You, this is the Enlightened Comic Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, subscribe. Come back again. We got more stuff coming up and uh, have a great one, guys. Bye bye.